Welcome to Social Genius, brought to you by Drunk on Social, where we help you stay ahead of social media trends, share the latest news, and highlight the strategies that are working to help you grow your business. Now let's join our hosts, Tristan and Jeff, in three, two, one. Does all this social media knowledge, strategies, and skills from this podcast really matter if you don't use video? The truth is any presence is better than no presence, but without video, you're really limiting your growth. It's no secret that video is the future of all media. It's where all consumers gravitate, so executing at a higher level than your industry peers is an absolute necessity to create differentiation. You can hire a full-time videographer, but is that really sustainable? The answer is no for many, which is why it is critical that you adopt and learn video skills to allow you to create video that will stand out. Having camera presence, knowing what equipment to use and how to use it, proper lighting, video editing, music and voiceovers, scripting, and many other topics are the reason why Business Video School was created. To teach you how to develop these skills quickly and easily with over-the-top support along the way so that you never feel lost. The Business Video School is a comprehensive video education platform that delivers all of this training, but also creates actual video recipes with instructions and scripts for you to execute relevant content weekly with all of the skills you learn. And it doesn't stop there. Regular video challenges, weekly Q&As, a real estate video roadmap, a community of people learning and experimenting with video, and so much more. Seriously, what are you waiting for? Why wouldn't you join the Business Video School today? Go to www.bizvideoschool.com forward slash open dash house and register for the next open house where you'll, you'll learn more and get a chance to hear from current students and even ask them questions. That's bizvideoschool.com. Check it out. Oh, Nelly, over the last two days, TikTok has gone in front of our government. There has been countless articles that have been are talking about this. There's countless videos that are talking about this. And what we've learned is going to blow your mind like it has ours. And we want to share and educate you what the propaganda over the last two years has completely skewed what we believe about TikTok. So I'm obviously I'm sharing my screen here because I'm going to I'm going to go through these articles to show you exactly uh, what we've been reading. And there again, there's countless articles about this stuff. You can use whatever source you want. What we try to look for when we're when we're aggregating these sources is are they biased with some sort of agenda? And so I believe what we're reading uh, across a lot of these articles are not biased. And what we've learned is that most of the propaganda over the last couple of years against TikTok is pretty frivolous. And honestly, uh, what I've learned is I believe there are two agendas that have been bashing TikTok to get it banned. And, and here's what they are. Number one, the agenda comes from America, American business, American uh, enterprise, most specifically Meta and probably Google, who are threatened by the app and what it might do to its revenue. 
This has got nothing to do with security. They've created a lot of this stuff. And you're going to learn a little bit more about here shortly because TikTok is so advanced and so innovative, which I would argue has actually made Meta and YouTube better. Uh, if they don't have TikTok, what does that do? Does that now monopolize the market and give them more control? What we've learned is that Meta might actually actually be the evil empire here and not TikTok. Number two, we have learned that TikTok, because of the way it's set up, because it is not controlled by China, it is not controlled by any government, it is essentially a free forum for the truth. The truth, people, like people have access to put out content on TikTok that actually tells the world what actually is happening, not what is being controlled by enterprise or a government, which is the majority of the media that you now receive. This has been absolutely fascinating to me. Uh, and so for all of you who are sitting here thinking TikTok is controlled by China, it's actually the opposite. China doesn't allow TikTok, and I'm gonna go into more detail about this, in China. They have their own platform called Douyin, Douyin, however you wanna pronounce it, D-O-U-Y-N. That is the one that they control. And actually, I've found our American government could probably learn a thing or two from what China has done with their TikTok in China, because what they're doing is putting controls over what kids under the age of 18 can consume, which is really smart. And, you know, as we know about China, they're controlling the narrative on some things. Uh, for example, anything that would would put their government into a negative light, they suppress it. It goes away. Now that I don't necessarily agree with, but that's why they don't allow TikTok. And I'll, and I'll show you some examples here. But let, let me just give you some of the background here on TikTok that I've learned. First, first and foremost, did you know TikTok is not owned by China? It is owned by ByteDance, which is a Chinese-based company. They're based out of Beijing. Okay, ByteDance is. TikTok is a separate arm of ByteDance. ByteDance owns a lot of things, including at least 10 apps, some of which might already be on your phone and you didn't even realize it, one of them being CapCut, okay? ByteDance owns it. ByteDance is based out of China, okay? TikTok is actually based out of Singapore and Los Angeles, yeah, that's Los Angeles in America. Oh, and by the way, TikTok employs 7,000 Americans. Why is no one talking about a ban on TikTok in America is going to completely eliminate 7,000 jobs during these economic times? Is that really good for America? Let's think about that. I'm going to give you some more reasons here, but that's first and foremost. TikTok is not even based in China. It's based in Singapore. Oh, and by the way, I'll share this here in a second. I'm going to skip to this article here real quick. The founder, the founder of, of ByteDance, the, the one who created Douyin, Douyin, and now TikTok, is, is this gentleman. Let me see here. I, I don't think I have him teed up. Uh, it is a gentleman who actually is an ex 
uh, Microsoft. Here he is. Wrong article. Here he is right here. Zhang Yeming, a former Microsoft employee. And oh, by the way, when you do a little research on this guy, you find out that he actually lives in Singapore. That's where he's based out of. Why? Because he doesn't want to be controlled by China either. He doesn't want to be controlled by China's protocols because of COVID. He doesn't want to be controlled. And so he's really actually probably as American as most of you watching this are. That is the founder of these platforms right here. He doesn't want to be controlled by China either. So let me digress for just a second and share with you some, some crazy things. So again, this particular gentleman, he, he founded this company called ByteDance, which is Beijing-based. It started with uh, Daoyin, which is a, which is a platform uh, that is solely in China. It's got over 600 million users. Okay, it's TikTok-like. It's very similar to TikTok, and you're going to be you're going to be surprised because the narrative that you've heard, or the videos that you've watched over the last couple of years, are telling you that the Chinese-based TikTok Daoyin is is designed to educate and make their society smarter. Not true. Now, yeah, sure, they have controls for, for, for children under the age of 18. But outside of that, the app actually has two primary functions within China. The first one being beauty filters. I didn't know this, but as I was reading through this article, I didn't know that the demand for plastic surgery in China has more than doubled since 2014 because apparently there's some beauty standards that emphasize a slim figure, large eyes, dewy skin, and high cheekbones. I didn't know that. So in their app, Daoyin, there's an automatic beauty filter. That's one of the reasons it is so incredibly popular because of filters on TikTok. The filters, you have to actually click the buttons. You have to actually make the filter happen. These are automatically built in. This is why uh, users in China love it so much. The second reason it's wildly popular in China, Daoyin is, is for shopping. It's for shopping, folks. There, It's a multi-billion dollar industry in mainland China. They have over 460 million live streaming e-commerce users in mainland China. More specifically, I mean, you're talking about platforms like Alibaba, which is which is uh, the Asian version of, of eBay, which is was, was massive. It's way bigger than eBay is. And that is really what the platform is used for in this country. We have been we have been brainwashed to think that it's that it's all about censorship. Yes, that is a Chinese thing. That is why China will not allow TikTok because TikTok is not censored. And now I've come to learn the reason why American government does not want TikTok is because TikTok is not censored. We might actually find out that these politicians are corrupt. They don't want that. Why the hell would they want that? And so they are the ones that are ultimately controlling this narrative, which probably has been created from the propaganda from Meta, who's telling politicians that this is why we should fear it, when the reality is we should probably be fearing Meta, not TikTok. This is crazy. So here's a, just a little example of the censorship of of. Uh, or the lack of censorship on TikTok and the censorship on Dahlia. And this is an example here. They said they did a search, CNN did a search on T Tiananmen 1989, which is if, if you're living under a rock or weren't born then, uh, it was a uh, just a huge 
there was there was a there was a huge uh, event that happened in Tiananmen Square. And there was there was a bunch of Chinese troops and it was a bunch of uh, obviously it was, it was they call it a massacre. It was the Tiananmen massacre and, and the, the troops were killing people because they were, uh, you know, basically they were just in an uproar uh, over over something. I don't I, I can't even give you the details and I'm not going to try to. That's not what this is about. But they went to Daoyin and they typed in Tiananmen 1989. Nothing came up because China censors everything within their country. Then they went to TikTok and it yielded many results, including videos of users talking about what happened. And so that is is part of why of, of the censorship uh, that China puts on. But furthermore, and I thought this was massively fascinating, and I think for all of us who, uh, you know, again, we're, we're, we're watching and reading narratives about China, which I, I know that there is obvious threats. They are not a friend of America. They're, they are collaborating with Russia. It, that is something that we need to be concerned about. But but here's something that you're not paying attention to. The, the restrictions for young users is actually freaking brilliant. And so the way I look at this and the way I read this from a neutral eyes is to say, holy shit, like China's got this figured out. The U.S., like, what the hell are we doing? And the reality is, is, is and I'm going to show you or talk about here in a second, if you actually watch uh, some of the hearing that, that went on yesterday with TikTok CEO and you listen to the questions and you hear them talking to the CEO, you realize the ignorance that our politicians actually have for social media. Like, they don't get it. They don't understand it. And it's very clear that the Chinese government understands it and very, very well. That for me, friends, my American friends, is kind of scary. It's kind of scary to think that our American government is so out of tune that they have no idea what they're even talking about because they have probably been brainwashed by the propaganda that Meta has created. So here's what it looks like. Now, Dalian restricts uh, they have restrictions for young users. Users under 14 can access only child safe content and use the app for just 40 minutes a day. That's brilliant. How many parents out there wish there was that kind of control on TikTok? I know every single one of you will say that. They can't use the app from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. That is brilliant. So no kids can be on TikTok in the middle of the night, which keeps them up at night. Here's another one. And I didn't know this either. For years, China has tried to curb video game addiction, which, oh, by the way, why are we forgetting about that? Like Americans are so obsessed now that TikTok is, is Satan. When, 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 where have we forgotten that, that we have kids across our country that are just chewing up 10 plus hours a day on gaming there's not many youth chewing up that many hours on TikTok. They are chewing it up on gaming, and we've just completely forgotten about it. Yet here, China has figured it out. They've announced a curfew for online gaming for minors. This was back in 2019. It's absolutely crazy. And on weekends, most users under 18 are only allowed to play for three hours. Like this is where we could learn something from China rather than looking at them and saying they are just trying to steal our information. And this this is a great this is a great quote. There's been a very there's been a very much of a laissez-faire attitude in the US towards content. I wouldn't call it laissez-faire. I'd call it ignorance. Like they're not paying attention. I think most politicians are so uh, so in tune with their own agenda and their own pocketbooks and what's going to benefit them that they 
are not paying attention to what is going on and what social media has now done. It's absolutely fascinating. Now, TikTok has, and this is this is something where TikTok needs to be better. They de- they have taken a similar step. Of course, of course, this wasn't put out in the media. I bet none of you who are anti-TikTokers actually knew this, but TikTok actually announced that, that every user under 18 will have their accounts default to a one-hour daily screen time limit. Again, every parent that is watching this, you should, or if you if you know parents, you should share this with them. There's going to be a one-hour daily screen limit. Here's the problem. The teenagers who are smarter than you with technology have the ability to turn off the setting. So you as a parent, if I'm you as a parent and you want to minimize your kid's use of TikTok, you need to be going in and checking their phone and making sure that this default setting is not being turned off. Now, until they actually make this outside of the teenager's control, you're pretty much screwed here. So this this setting is pretty much useless because I can tell you from raising a couple of kids that have gone through teenage years already, these kids know how to do shit that we don't. And they will figure out how to beat the system. So until TikTok fixes this on their end, and I think they should, I think this is something that the US government should mandate. I think we should mandate that we put we put restrictions on the TikTok app just like China did. Isn't that crazy? We could actually learn something from China rather than looking at them and saying they're not they're, they they have this they have they have they're doing it all wrong or they have they have these uh these restrictions. You know, they have this censorship. I mean, some of it is actually good. And and I mentioned this earlier, but TikTok, which, you know, seems to be the one in the limelight, is not the only Chinese owned app, which by the way, it's not owned by China. So anybody who thinks it's owned by China, it's not owned by China. It's owned by a Chinese-based company. And the key here is, and I understand what some of you are thinking, well, China has the ability in their country to go in and and basically request any data that they want from a Chinese-based company. TikTok has not allowed China to do that. The fear, the fear that we've created in our own country is that that could happen at any time. But it hasn't happened. And, and I'll show you in the other article that, that our U.S., our politicians are basically telling, they, they told the, China, or the, the TikTok uh, CEO, we don't believe you. So they're, they're not even giving him a chance, essentially. They're just saying, we don't believe you. And again, a lot of it is, is, is a political narrative because obviously we have issues with China. And so I think politicians are just making an automatic assumption that therefore that you have a tie to China, I automatically don't trust you. I think there's, there's something unfair about that when you really look at this, when you look at the fact that they're not based in China, when you look at the fact that we have, they've employed 7,000 Americans, when you look at the fact that 150 million Americans are on the app, uh, I think that matters. I think that absolutely matters. I think I think what what else matters is is that again we are being naive and 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 close-minded, narrow-minded to think that that there are other apps probably on your phone right now, CapCut being one of them that are owned by Chinese-based companies. CapCut is actually owned by ByteDance. Uh, but it even cites and I'm not going to go through them, 10 of the most popular free apps, 10 of the most popular free apps on Apple's app store are developed by Chinese companies. And I bet you that everyone listening to this, if you went through the apps on your phone, which for some of you is probably in the hundreds, you have no clue where they're based out of, who they're owned by. You just have chosen to watch propaganda and believe it. 
And I'm telling you right now, folks, you need to be smarter than that. This is another great article, and there's several of these that uh, that are basically giving you the five takeaways uh, from from uh, Mr. Chu's the CEO of TikTok, uh, his appearance in front of Congress. I think I think what's fascinating is that uh, obviously they, they talk about it. And, and if you read anything about this and you you will read that it sounds to me like, you know, it was he was basically taking the stand at a court hearing and just being uh, chewed up and spit out by a bunch of lawyers, uh, which which you could argue that's what politicians, a lot of them are. Uh, but you can look further into this. I think one of the more fascinating things, again, you know, he stressed, of course, it's American presence, you know, the, the how much how many Americans we employ. Um, but he also talks about this, like this title right here. And, and this is, again, the propaganda that we're talking about right here is, is they talk about TikTok's data collection practices. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to, before I go to this article, I'm, I'm going to tell you something that I've been saying for years. When you're thinking about when, when anybody has ever said to me, you know, I'm, I'm concerned that, that, that China is, is accessing uh, what I'm doing on TikTok uh, for their own use. And then I think to myself, hmm, okay, so what is China accessing here? They're going to get some videos of me dancing around with my wife. Uh, then we're going to get some uh, videos of me videoing my uh, French bulldog uh, doing zoomings around the kitchen. Uh, they're going to have access to me doing some highlight videos of Lake of the Ozarks businesses. Uh, let's see, they're going to get some, they're going to get access to me, uh, you know, drinking some beers on the boat at the Lake of the Ozarks and, and videoing other boats at the Lake of the Ozarks. Man, I can really see how my security how the security of my country is going to be compromised because they're accessing what I'm posting on social media. You have got to be kidding me, folks. Like, think about it. If you're posting shit on social media that is going to potentially uh, put you in danger, huh, I'm going to tell you right now, like, you've got bigger problems. It's not going to be China, right? It's, it's <laughs> every single app on your phone, as he says here, are the same data collection practices as all United States tech giants. And this has even been researched. Uh, in 2020, the Washington Post, they, they worked with a privacy researcher to look under the hood at TikTok, concluding that the app does not appear to collect any more data than your typical mainstream social network, aka Facebook, aka Instagram, aka YouTube, all of them. Furthermore, uh, there was another uh, uh, company that did the exact same thing. A Taiwan-based researcher at the University of Toronto's Citizen Lab performed another technical analysis that reached similar conclusions. But you know what? You know what we did? We listened to a podcast uh, by a very famous podcaster uh, who went on to say he dug in uh, to the to to uh, TikTok's rules and 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 their back end the 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 terms of engagement or the terms of of of, of service and talked about how they have access to all of this stuff. I'm gonna tell you right now. You know why that podcast was created? And I don't know this for a fact, but this is my speculation because he got paid a very large sum of money by a certain company to spread bullshit. That's what I think happened. It's exactly what I think. I'm talking about Joe Rogan. If you want to go look it up, uh, go check that out. And while you're checking out podcasts, if you want to get a feel for how Mr. Zuckerberg is, which he is a uh, aggressive businessman, I would I would uh, compare him to uh, Bill Gates or Elon Musk, very successful man who's very power hungry, who wants to control our lives. 
uh, you should go check out Business Wars. Uh, and, and it's called Business Wars. It's a podcast and it's Snapchat versus Facebook. Go check it out and you will learn how potentially vindictive uh, Mark Zuckerberg can potentially be in his quest to monopolize and control social media, aka control you as a human. It's 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 frankly quite sickening. And and regardless of that, uh, is regardless of my feelings towards Meta or Facebook, like I'm still going to be a massive user of it because I see it as a vehicle, as a tool for my business. The same that I see for TikTok. And you know what I think TikTok is? I think TikTok is wonderful for social media. Why? Because it has forced these platforms, as I mentioned in the beginning, to innovate, to be better. If TikTok doesn't exist, number one, does that just mean that these platforms uh, just kind of dumb themselves down again? Or I'll tell you what it probably means. There's probably about 10,000 other potential social media apps waiting in the wings to take TikTok's place. And oh, by the way, remember, TikTok basically was derived from, it just evolved from Vine and then Musical.ly. And so it's not like they just had this epiphany one day and they just created this thing from thin air. What they did create was a very intuitive, intuitive algorithm that is smarter than what Meta has been able to create, therefore has become a threat to their business, not to our security. It's a threat to their business. That's the problem here. I think this is, of course, very important. I've already touched on this. I won't beat it to a horse, but I think the the the, the moral of the story is that we need to take a page out of China's book and put some restrictions here. Here's what I will say, and I'm not going to downplay this because uh, the politicians yesterday, as they were grilling uh, uh, TikTok CEO, they talked about this blackout challenge and how some girl uh, late, later died trying to mimic the challenge. Look, listen, like th th that's not to be minimized, and that's horrible. Uh, but if you want to really talk about the threat of TikTok to our lives, as, as they have done, it, it, you can even see here one of the politicians even even made the comment, your technology is literally leading to death. Hey, um, hey, Bill, Bill Arrakis, whatever the hell your name is, you want to talk about gun control? How about that? You want to talk about you want to talk about how how any human can just walk into a gun store and buy a gun and then go into a school and shoot it up? You want to talk about that? Like there, you cannot. For the life of you, blame TikTok for death if you're not going to bring all of the other all of the other potential causes for things that cause uh, people to kind of lose their mind and 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 death. I mean, I can rewind the clock and say that television probably did the same thing. People started to watch you know movies like Rambo and 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 all of these 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 crazy television shows and they give gave them ideas right this is the reality so for them to use and make that a key point of focus i i'm going to call bullshit on that i'm going to call bullshit on that because there are much much greater much greater causes for things that are causing death okay and i guarantee that has you want to talk about you want to talk about females and suicide then let's talk about instagram and let's talk about what Instagram has caused in our society with the, with the with filters and, and and perfection, right? Don't get me started there. I just think that's a bunch of bullshit. Um, I think this is really funny, actually, and I don't know if this is a compliment or an insult to uh, Mr. Chu, uh, but but you'll notice here that one of the uh, Republicans, Tony Cardenas from California, actually compared him to Mark Zuckerberg. 
Uh, they, they described them. He described he had described Mark Zuckerberg as uh, Fred Astaire, a good dancer with words. And evidently, Mr. Chu was the same way. Uh, I don't know if avoiding questions is the right the right response. I think these politicians, their ignorance comes into play here. They're expecting this to be a black and white conversation of yeses and nos, when in reality, uh, there's a much deeper conversation, which my guess is uh, Mr. Chu was just you know, explaining how it works. And he's explaining it to a bunch of idiots, uh, in my opinion. And and I will end that by saying, showing this is a great example. Uh, the the uh, the chair, Republican Kat Kamics, she had a lengthy critique of TikTok's content moderation and links to China. So as she finished, Mr. Chu says, may I respond? To which she promptly said, nope, we're going to move on. Like, that's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous for anyone to look at that and say they gave this guy a chance. I mean, they set him up. They set him up with, with on a on a on a on a ledge, uh, and 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 they left him out there just to hang. Right? They're going to throw stone him. You, you go on, go on down the down the line of metaphors that you can use there. Uh, moral of the story is this, this, I did read. And I think, I, I think from a positive perspective, as I think a lot of people are going to look at this as me being an apologist for TikTok, which isn't necessarily the case. What I am an apologist for is, is the truth. Uh, what I want is, is, is I think it, I, I, I'm fearful of what we are so blind to, and I'm fearful to the fact that this, our own country, uh, is basically creating propaganda to blind us because of the fear of how it's going to affect the wealthiest companies in our country and the wealthiest people who are controlled by those companies, aka politicians. And we are so blind to it, and we are the ones consuming this media and being and and, and just and, and being given this frivolous this frivolous content. And 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 I and I will say this too. For those of you that actually watch the news and pay attention to to media outlets, and I know that I'm reading through some of some of them right now with CNN. Here's the reality, and, and, and you're blind if you don't realize this. Most media companies, their job is not to give you the truth. Their job is is, is not to to uh, to put out to put out news uh, that that is potentially even newsworthy. Their job is to drive ratings. Their job is to get more eyeballs, to drive more revenue. That's number one. The second job is to put out the news that they're being told to put out by the companies that are funding their existence. And, and again, you're naive if you don't think this. And, and I've been responding to people on Instagram today as we've been talking about this and, and telling them that, you know, frankly, I just I don't believe any sources anymore. And, and if you want to talk about one of the most controversial topics in the history of our lives, uh, it, was, it just happened in the last couple of years. It's called COVID. And there was this massive divide between those that believe that that this was all manipulated and created versus those that were, you know, thought that were truly fearful of this thing. And and they were the they were the pro uh, the pro vaccinators. And then you've got the anti vaccinators and it just caused massive divide. And and frankly, if you went out and you read and you listened and you watched videos about this stuff, oftentimes you could see uh, at some point during these these during these articles or during these videos that there was bias there was massive bias 
And, and so as, you know, personally, who's somebody, I considered my somebody in the middle of that, you know, I, I made sure that I was, I was educating myself uh, from a multitude of sources so that I could form my own opinion and not let my opinion be formed by somebody who had bias, by somebody who was probably filling his pocketbook as a result of the article or the video that they put out. And I think we, as, as humans, not just Americans, we've got to be better than that. We've got to be smarter than that. Um, the the moral of the story is it doesn't look like uh, the ban is 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 necessarily imminent i think it's going to have to go through multiple layers including congress um and it looks to me like i think they're probably working more towards actually uh finding a solution uh to 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 making tiktok quote unquote safer um again i think that's just going to come with a little bit more american control and i'm going to tell you right now uh, now that I've read through all this stuff and I've read these articles and there's three links that, that in will share in the chat and we'll share here um, is that ultimately our country wants control over this app. And I think as they get that control, it allows them to control the narrative. Now, I hope they use that for good. I'm not really uh, so sold on that at this point. I think they're probably going to use it to obviously control uh, what is and what isn't put out. Hopefully, they will use it to put restrictions uh, for children so our kids uh, you know, aren't so addicted to this type of stuff. Uh, but I'm going to tell every parent out there who has told me that, man, I wish TikTok would go away because my kids do this, my kids do that. You know, my response is, what do you think? TikTok goes away. We're just automatically going to go back to the 1980s and kids are going to go out and play in the yard again. And kids are going to go start go riding their bikes. No. Hey, mom and dad, your kids are going to go find another app to play around with. Your kids are going to go find another game to play. Like this is this is the evolution of mankind. This is the evolution of our world. It's not going to change. TikTok going away is not going to impact where your kids go. What's going to impact what your kids do is you spending time with them. Okay, that's what's going to impact it. And you're not going to change this. This is where kids now, this is how they grew up. It's different than you and I grew up if you're my age or older. And so what you have to do is just be a better parent. That's what you have to be. You're going to probably have to put your own restrictions on this stuff. And that's not what this is about because I'm far from perfect. Uh, part of the reason why I'm here today talking to you is because of the involvement that I took with my kids who were immersed in social media. And 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 I'll pat myself on the back for taking involvement with it. Uh, granted, a lot of it was for my own selfish reasons. I wanted to use this for business. It has obviously helped amplify my business. But what I learned along the way was this. As a parent, as I was taking an interest in my kids and what they were doing on social media, it brought us closer together. And, and I know most of you will say, I damn social media because my kids want nothing to do with me. They just want to stare at their damn television all the time or their computer screen. Well, take an interest in it. How about that? Take an interest in what they're doing. And now you have something that you can share together and you can go ask my 22 or 19 year old and they will probably attest and agree that uh, although my dad's cringy based on what he does on social media, it absolutely brought us closer together. Um, and it allowed them to be my own little authority and my own little experts who taught me how to do some of the things that I'm doing today. And honestly, it'll make you a better parent. It'll it'll allow you to stay hip to what they're doing, and uh, hopefully hopefully alleviate a lot of the pain that you you were essentially feeling. So, I uh, probably need to go uh, take a uh, gummy now uh, and chill out uh, because I'm fired up. 
this has been a fascinating couple of days. I've learned a ton. And I hope that those of you uh, watching this today, I hope it's not just the people that are in the same boat as me. Uh, I hope that if you watch this today, you're paying attention to what's happening. I hope you share this video. I hope you share it with your friends who might be anti-TikTokers. And you know, frankly, I don't expect them to watch this. I expect them to live in the bubble that they're choosing to live in. And um, I think that's sad. I will tell you, I'm going to hang up from this video today. And before the end of the day, I'm going to do a very shortened version of this uh, on my Instagram. So if you want to go check that out and share that, you're welcome to do it or just tell me I'm a jackass. I don't mind. Um, I think this is fascinating. Frankly, I want the truth. And what I've learned is that TikTok is uh, an advocate uh, of that. And TikTok allows us to have uh, a place where you can actually learn really what's going on. Uh, rather than watching these media outlets that are 1 million percent biased and controlled by big, big money. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Social Genius, brought to you by Drunk on Social. We are here to help you take your business to new levels through social media. Make sure to subscribe to get updates on new episodes and come join us on our Drunk on Social Facebook page. And as always, make sure you leave us a great review on your favorite podcast app. Feedback and likes are very much appreciated. 